you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Girls with Anxiety. I am Heike and my lovely co-host Snag is still on baby leave. But if you do follow us on Instagram and you should be if you're not already at Girls W Anxiety Podcast, you will see that we finally were able to hang out and I was able to meet baby ever. It's been three months since I've seen Neg and two months since Ever's been alive and it was amazing and it was great. And something about seeing one of your best friends and I have a few best friends, close friends that recently have had babies and just to see these women transform, blossom into motherhood is something so special and beautiful to watch and witness. Um, But yeah, it was really great. I'm so happy I was able to finally see Neg and me ever. Something about just like seeing people in real life is just different, you know? I don't have to explain it because you guys already know, but Neg and I are always texting, FaceTiming, but it had been way too long that we had seen each other in real life. So Neg, I hope we can hang out soon. I miss you still again, always. And I'm sure all our listeners miss you too. But she sends her love and her well wishes and hellos. Um, I do want to address something before I get into the episode and the intro. Um, I just want to address the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. We here at GWA stand with you. We hear you. We see you. We are with you. For the people who are violently harming Asian Americans and blaming from blaming them for COVID, um, I mean, are you kidding me? You have to be a special kind of excuse my language fucked up to harm the elderly or anyone in that matter and then to blame them for a global pandemic this racism needs to stop asian hate needs to stop everyone just needs to come together and be kind to one another and lift each other up and not bring each other down please 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 no more racism We can do so much better. We have to do so much better if we want to come together and make this world a better place. Um, Also to our Texas community, we are sending you all the love and well wishes and prayers. I know that's not going to bring you heat food, water, warmth, and comfort, but just know that you guys are in our mind and we are sending you all the love and we hope for better days and weeks ahead and hopefully you guys could get back on your feet. We know you can and rebuild and get back to whatever normal normalcy is during this time. Um, But with that being said, please subscribe, rate, review. It really, truly does mean so much to us. It helps us get out to other people that haven't heard of us. And it just, you know, it just helps us out a lot. So please, if you haven't already, um, do so. And if you aren't subscribed to the GWA newsletter, please do. You could find the link in our bio on Instagram. 
And I just want to give you guys a little check up with me and tell you how I'm doing and what I've been up to the last few weeks since we've last spoke. Um, what's new? <laughs> okay, so the last time we we chatted, I was telling you about how my therapist recommended, suggested that I should consider Lexapro since my valleys are really, really low, um, especially during PMS period time. Um, and she just thinks that, you know, no one should be suffering two to three times or th excuse me, two to three weeks out of the month and just to feel normal and good for a week or two and then to start all over again. Um, I'm still thinking about it because, and if I'm being honest, because I'm feeling good right now, it's something that I've kind of like pushed back and I'm not sure if it's because A, I feel good or B, like I know the answer and I know that I don't think that's the path that I'm ready to go down yet. Um, this whole feeling of healing, I guess wouldn't say healing or feeling healing. <laughs> this whole, I guess I would say journey in air quotation marks of me healing myself is still so very new to me. So um, I feel like it is expected to feel really low and have those really low valleys. Um, but right now I can say I am feeling better. I am feeling good. But who's to say in like a week and a half when I start to PMS? So I really should like track how I'm feeling. But we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated. But for right now, I think I... I think I know the answer and I'm it's heavily teetering on the no side. But who knows? We you know there I might wake up one day and not feel my best and kind of just like okay, like I don't want to feel sad and there's something that can help me, then I might pursue the other road to um to medication and like I like Neg and I have said before on this podcast numerous times like if if medication there's medication there to help you and there's nothing wrong with it and I'm not saying because I don't want to take it that I'm against it I just don't know if that's something that I'm um wanting to go down right now but you know we'll see um what else what else is new? Oh, it was just Valentine's Day a week ago, a week and a half ago. Um, what is time still? Um, but yeah, it was, it was really lovely. Jake got me a beautiful plant. He got me a card because he knows I love cards. Like you could get me a card and I will be so happy and I will keep it forever. I love handwritten cards um and then we drove up to lake arrowhead and drove around and i stepped in some snow i wanted to go to the snows this whole entire winter but it's just 
we haven't found the right time or every time we want to go, it's too crazy, too many people. So I was happy. I was able to put my feet into into some snow, even though it was just like on the side of the road. But hey, I still was able to put my feet in some snow. And we went to the lake in Crestline and walked around the lake and then had in and out for lunch. And it was perfect. It was great. Um, Oh, (laughs) you remember how I told you guys I was scared to, or not scared, but nervous about class at the end of the semester because I had to uh, present a project. Well, change of events. Um, My teacher didn't tell us this on the first day of class or it's not anywhere in the syllabus, but we have pre- we've been presenting our projects pretty much every class. So um, scratch me, scratch that me being scared presenting at the end of semester. I've been I've been doing it every every class since the second class. So that's been fun. Um, and we also get to get our work critiqued by other students, but it's it's all good it's everyone's been really kind and um it's you know some people are so easy to be like oh yeah like this is my work I think what mine is is like I just want to make sure that I'm doing it wrong doing it right and not doing it wrong I'm someone that has to like follow the rules but you know I look at it as if if I you know take on a client and they critique my work, I have to be responsive and um, and respect, receptive to their critique. So I guess it's, you know, in the long run, really helping me out for when I do get a job again. Um, what else is new? Oh, I am reading a new book. I think I, no, I did. I posted on Instagram a few weeks ago. It's from Cassie David. No one asked for this and it's a book of her essays it's hilarious if you guys are needing a good laugh but also someone who is dealing with anxiety and depression and like imposter syndrome and just low self-esteem this is the book for you um she just makes everything not into like a joking matter but just like cuts the edge and it's not it's it's not so sad it's it's a good book I've I've laughed so many times I'm not I'm not finished with it yet but so far I love it and it's great um what else oh uh, what else is new with me oh I wrote something down in my notes and I think it was like after my therapy session and I wrote down that I feel like I'm starting to have a purpose, Um, just being raw and vulnerable on this podcast and sharing with you guys my growth has been something truly special for me. And if it helps one person to feel less alone in a rather lonely time, well, that makes my heart full. And I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm not sure if that's like my purpose in life or what but I feel like this podcast and talking with you guys 
informing this community. I just feel like I'm on the right track, on the right road. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because that just made me feel, just feel, I guess, accomplished or that, you know, during this time of not having a job, that this is just purposeful and it just means this podcast means so much to me. And I know I'm not going to speak for Neg, but I know that this also means so much to her. You know, we built something really beautiful and I just wanted to share with you guys my, my little notes that I wrote down. Um, but before I let you guys go and listen to our incredible episode, I wanted to share with you guys my favorite beauty product of the moment, and it's from Gold. I'm sure if you guys are on social media, you are aware of this brand. Um, It's a black-owned, woman-founded brand, and my product that I have is the Clean Greens Purifying Face Mask. It is amazing. My skin has been not so happy and I think it has something to do with wearing a mask all the time um my texture of my skin has been super bumpy and uneven and splotchy and I have no idea what's happening um it's not happy but this green this green mask this purifying face mask has been wonderful Um, especially when my face is feeling dull, I'll slap this on my face and rinse it off. And I'm like, damn, this thing's amazing. Um, it's $32, which I think is not too bad. It comes in a glass, um, glass jar. It's one ounce, but it's powder. So you just pour a little bit into your palm and then you add some water and you, I use a little, paint brush that I got from another mask and I put it all over my face and it dries into like a really beautiful like emerald green color but yes I highly recommend this especially if your face is feeling dull and sad and you want a like a green smoothie on your face this is a great great product and I guess with that being said and all my rambling um, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode I've been friends with Shani for like 15 years now over 15 years now um we talk about her health she had a health scare a few years back and we discuss how you know she was able to navigate her life through that and you know cope with a newfound health issue and anxiety and implementing new healthy lifestyle to get her health back on track and I hope you guys really enjoy this episode it was so much fun talking to her and I'll talk to you guys later today's guest has been in my life for over 15 years we have lived many lives together and apart but always pick up right where we have left off she's been a big sister figure and is always reminding me to put myself and my feelings first welcome to the podcast Shani Galarza, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, babe? Good. Thanks so much for coming on, Mommy. Of course. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. I know. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time out of your Saturday to chat with me. Of course. Of course. So, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah. So my name is Shani. Um, I am, I don't, I'm like, <laughs> where do I it's, start? <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Like the um, last few my girlfriends I've interviewed, they're like, uh, I forget what to say about myself when you ask me, like, can it's you weird that you just like, I never expected to like freeze up in this moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, my name is Shane. It's not a job. Um, it's not a job interview. So job interview. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. I have the job, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so my name is Shani Galarza. Um, I am 37. I live in LA. Um, my husband and I run a superfood mushroom company, um, so mostly superfoods and adaptogens. Um, I have a little dog named Teddy, the love of my life. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, I mean, there's a lot more, but that's what's coming to mind when I think about myself right now in this moment. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, well, I know in the last few years, you've had some pretty scary health issues. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, in, I want to say it was 2014. Uh, I had this really scary thing happen to me where the my nerves in my left eye stopped working um, gradually. So my eyelid basically completely closed. So I didn't have I, I didn't have any use of my of my eyelid, no control over it. Um, so you know, that was super scary. I didn't know if I, you know, was having some kind of a, um, I just, yeah, I had no idea what it could have been. I didn't know if it was like paralyzed or what was happening. Were you like, I'm having a stroke? Like what's happening? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and then it gradually happened. Like it was, God, it was so long ago now. I can't believe it was like seven years ago, but I just remember, like, it's not like my eyelid, I woke up and my eyelid was totally closed and I couldn't, like, move it. It was, like, a gradual thing mm-hmm. where it was, like, you know, half of my eyelid was closed and I couldn't open it. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, that happened in 2014. Um, of course, like, you know, I went to my to my general kind of uh, GP and, you know, she referred me to um, – another doctor, um, a neurologist. And then that neurologist then referred me to this amazing, um, neuro ophthalmologist who's like one of the best in the United States. Um, I was really, really grateful to have met him through, you know, my other doctors. Um, but basically the neurologist didn't know what was going on. Um, and once she referred me to the neuro ophthalmologist, um, he had only seen a case like that a few times in his career. Um, and yeah, it's, it is this thing called Toulouse Hunt syndrome, um, where basically, yeah, the nerves just stop working and they don't know why it happens. Um, a lot of the times they think that it's linked to autoimmune diseases, um, but you know, at the time, I doctors thought I was perfectly healthy. I I thought I was perfectly healthy. I, I didn't basically at that time. I didn't have any signs of an autoimmune condition. So yeah, that was really terrifying. Um, 
And yeah, then, I yeah, I had to go through the motions of, you know, they, he thought that it was this thing called Toulouse Hunt syndrome, but couldn't be a hundred percent sure. They put me on steroids, um, you know, just trying all these things to try to figure it out. And then my nerves slowly started getting better. My eyes slowly started, started opening again, but you know, that was, and also I have to say that I, for years, I think I also just kind of grew up not really being, you know, of course, I, my parents did use Western doctors and, and all of that. But I also grew up, I think, around a lot of um, alternative kind of medicine. So I tend to, like as a young adult, you know, and an adult tended to lean more towards seeing, um, you know, Eastern kind of Chinese doctors mm-hmm. and Chinese medicine doctors and um, just like alternative medicine in general. Um, so it was really scary for me to be putting all this stuff in my body when, you know, I'm the kind of person that like, I rarely go to the doctor unless there's something extremely wrong. And I rarely, rarely put antibiotics in my, my, yeah, in my immune system, you know, unless I absolutely feel like I have to, and I don't have another choice, you know, I just try to. So even then, I think I was 30 when it happened, um, you know, that whole idea of even having to take these gnarly steroids and, you know, you know me, like we're both petite, I'm a petite little girl, like putting that amount of steroids in my body um, was really scary to me and, and more so of like what kind of effects is it going to have in the future? Um, and, ha- you know, what is it going to do my body? Yeah. yeah. So that was super scary as well. But I think when things like this happen to you, it's like, um, you know, you just have to put like your trust in these people that are the experts. And, you know, luckily, I my nurse started working again, my eye did open um, back up my eyelid. Um, and I got for the most part, full function back in my eye. So that was great. Um, How long was it until like your eyelid closed until you were able to find like a diagnosis of what was happening? Mm -hmm. Like how long was that span? Um, It was probably a few weeks and I God, I didn't even know. Like it's just, it's so, I feel like all of that part, like that part of my life was so traumatizing that you forget so much of it. Mm -hmm. Like right now, just as you said that, like I, 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 completely forgot of all the things that I went through while it was happening. So, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like it's crazy that I forgot about it. But yeah, so basically it was about two, three weeks until they could tell me what was wrong with me. And in that time frame, oh my gosh, Heike, like I was suffering so immensely. Like the pain was so great. Like and not in a positive way. I mean, like it was outstanding. Yeah. You know, my it, yeah. it basically felt like I felt like somebody was pushing on my eyeball. Like I, I at first, I thought that I was getting um, like a cluster migraine. Like I went through, I, I saw so oh, many doctors even before I saw my GP. Like I had to go to the emergency room. I had to like, I went to urgent care, like all of that stuff um, because I didn't know what was happening. Um, it, it just basically the first like four days, I thought that I had some kind of, yeah, like cluster headache or a, a cluster migraine or just a regular migraine. And I was trying, and I think after like the third day is when I was like, okay, I need to see someone like this isn't getting any better. And yeah. I, I mean, debilitating, like 
didn't couldn't go to work like was in bed like holding my eye trying to ice it like all the things you do when you do have migraines like I know you know you know mm-hmm. suffer of migraines yeah. and I've had them a few times in my life as well so that was the first thing that I could connect it to was I was like this is some kind of insane migraine so I went to go see I went to the ER and they gave me a shot you know and they were like if this doesn't work in the next like hour or two like it's it's not migraine related and they're you know they suggested that I go oh, see God. you know my doctor and then a specialist or whatnot so that was like me having that like excruciating pain it was about yeah two I want to say two to three weeks until they I you know got connected to this neuro ophthalmologist who was the one that was like I think that you have this syndrome called Toulouse Hunt. So I was basically just in pain for about three weeks. So I'm sure it's 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 crazy to imagine, but oh yeah, no, I mean, and like you're in this pain, and I'm sure you were only able to take like X amount of time off from work to like yeah. deal with this because like you still have to like live your normal life to pay the bills. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And just all, the, you know, everything else as well, that like, you know, day to day stuff, everything you have to do your responsibilities, like, yeah, it was um, not great. At the time, I was working with um, a celebrity. And, um, you know, I I had just started like I had been there for maybe a few months, I want to say maybe three months. So basically, this was a brand new position, you know, we didn't know each other enough mm-hmm. for her to say, you know, please, like, take as much time as you need off. And even that, like you and I have discussed this, like, even that in this country, mm-hmm. I feel like, is just unheard of you know, to have that job security, like you're, you're so Mm -hmm. lucky. And I still think of myself as like, so lucky, which is sad. But you know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the, the healthcare system, all of that. Um, There is just no job security when it comes to to health. Exactly. And before we started recording, we were briefly talking about how you mentioned you're like, she was so nice to like, let me have a few weeks off. And it's like, that is insane to even say like, oh, she was so nice. It's like, this is someone's health that yeah. needs to be taken very seriously. Hello, her eyelid is not working and is shut. You know, there's seriously, there's some serious problems going on. Like, I think, you know, with job security, it should just be without a given. Like, okay you have some serious health issues, like please take all the time that you need off. We'll figure it out. If you're out of a job for six months, okay, then maybe we'll talk about like a replacement because who knows if you're able to come back, but just, you know, it's, it's just really sad. Absolutely. Totally. It is. It is. So like, you can only imagine like, you know, that added stress. So like, I'm sitting there trying to deal with all this, like getting pumped with medication, nothing's working, like, um, I'm in so much pain. And I'm like, so freaked out and nervous about having to talk to my boss and tell her like, okay, keeping her informed all, you know, through all my doctor's appointments and like this and that and just think wondering like, okay, when is she going to be like, okay, like, sorry, but I can't give you any more time off. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, like I said, like, I was fortunate enough that I was in a position where um, 
you know, she was understanding and she basically gave me my paid time off up front um, that I hadn't even earned yet. But, you know, so I feel like that was, I was, I was, I was very fortunate in that sense. And it was kind of her um, to do that for me. So, yeah. So, I mean, I was just under so much stress (laughs) and all of that. Do you think being under so much stress, like triggered or woke up this autoimmune disorder that you had in your body? Honestly, um, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if if it attributed to all of it. Um, Yes, definitely. I was (laughs) under a lot of stress all the time. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, a a big part of it, that's our cortisone levels, like all of those things really do affect our health. You know, when our cortisone levels Mm -hmm. are off, like that's when all the scary stuff can happen. That's when our immune system is, we're more likely to catch common colds. Absolutely. Our hormones go crazy, all of the stuff. So, um, yeah, I do think that was a contributing factor. Um, So, yeah, so I I went through that in 2014. um, And then six months later, um, so I, you know, I took the, I took the um, steroids, I was almost 100% back to normal, I would get, you know, a bit of pressure every now and then, and I'd go see the doctor. And I think he put me on between that time and, and maybe three to six months, I was on another round of steroids, um, because I, you know, was having some pain and stuff. And yeah, like I said, I think with Western medicine, a big go-to with these types of, and even if they're not inflammatory diseases, um, the go-to is just steroids because they don't know what else will help, mm-hmm. you know? So I yeah. went on another small round of steroids, um, in 2014 as well. And then a few months later, I got Bell's palsy on the right side of my face. So, the left oh side God. was the tooth hunt. Yeah. And then the right side, I got this Bell's palsy. And I remember exactly like when it happened. I, it was one of my friend, my friend Moon's birthday party. Um, and I was with my girlfriend. We were about to leave the house. I was getting ready. And I, I remember I was putting on my lipstick. And as I was putting on my lipstick, I was like, I think I was trying to line my lips with lip liner or something. And the right side of my mouth like I couldn't really explain it but it just felt not completely numb but I noticed that it it just felt stiff like as I was trying to line my lips you know you you know as girls we usually like flatten our lip out as we're trying to line it and I just noticed that my right side just felt just stiff, not the same as my left side, you know, but I was like, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just going to keep on going on with my night. Like it's fine. And as I was at, you know, we got to the party and, and as I was talking to people, I really started noticing that like my right face, like just felt like it wasn't functioning the same as, you know, my, my left. Um, it just felt a bit delayed, like as I was moving my mouth and my motor skills, essentially. Um, so yeah, the next morning I woke up and I, I was eating something and I couldn't taste out of the right side of my tongue, like my mouth. What? It was crazy. Yeah. I couldn't taste anything only on the right side of my tongue. So I immediately like Googled it and, you know, lo and behold, like Bell's palsy popped up right away. And yeah, and then from from that second day, 
you know, to like the next two to three days, I completely just couldn't move the right side of my face. So that was so scary. Uh, I was, you know, completely in tears. And especially after being so traumatized and going through this, all this other gnarly health stuff just a few months prior, I was just like, oh my God, like what now? Like what, what, how, why am I getting Bell's palsy? Like this has to be connected. So of course my brain just kind of went in all these crazy directions and I was trying to figure it out myself. And um, yeah, so went back to the neurologist, went back to the neuro, the neurologist actually called the neuro ophthalmologist because I, like I said, he was like, he's an amazing, he is an amazing doctor and, and a really big specialist. Um, it's very well known. So she was like, she has Bell's palsy. I feel, I don't know why this is happening to her. Talk to him about it. And he basically right away brought up like, I think she has an autoimmune disease, um, specifically lupus, because I was way too young to be having these kinds of health issues, especially back to back, essentially. So then that was just a whole nother thing um, I went through and had to deal with. That was, you know, probably about a month or so um, of my face being paralyzed. On top of that, so your left eyelid is like, closed and shut. You get that figured out. You have this new job. You're lucky that you have like some sort of job security. You're feeling good. And then right side of the face, bell palsy. On top of this, are you having any type of like added anxiety? I mean, of course, like who wouldn't? Oh my God. Like you're, I'm because like you're someone that doesn't have anxiety. Like you've been very lucky. You've been very like strong-minded and like you really haven't had to, you know, deal with much anxiety. Mm -hmm. And like, this is just like, as a 30 year old having this health issue. And then on top of this new feeling of anxiety, are you just like, what the fuck is this? Am I old now? I'm 30. Like what's happening? I was like, is this just part of the package? Is everyone just start falling (laughs) apart left and right? Anxiety transforming all the things. Yeah, I mean, totally. I did. I was so scared. Like, you know, and like you said, even for someone like me that I I have been fortunate enough to be so strong minded, strong willed, all the things like I'm, you know, I think in general, I'm just I'm a strong person, a strong woman. But I mean, mm-hmm. even the strongest of people like having things that are out of your control will break you down mentally. They really will because oh, for sure you don't, especially when you're not getting the answers. Um, you know, everything's hypothetical. Um, there, it's a guessing game. You know, the doctors for even for the doctors, it really is a guessing game, and they say, well, you know, we think it's this, but we're really not sure why, what's causing it. So therefore, I don't have any control over. Like, okay, this is what I can do to to fix it or to help myself. It's more of like, okay, I have to put all my trust in these doctors and kind of just do whatever they say, even though they're not really giving me like straightforward answers, except for like maybe the diagnosis, but not like mm-hmm. what caused it you know how did I get here basically like I am very young you know Mm -hmm. anyway so yeah it it was very overwhelming I think mentally um and I am grateful to be as strong as I am but you know even for someone like me like I I had many many meltdowns and um 
yeah, just kind of not being unsure of like, what does this mean for my future? Like, like, is something bigger going to happen or continue to happen? Like, am I going to, it's just it. Is this like my road to um, being an unhealthy person? Like I, I didn't know. And the possibilities really were endless in my mind. So yeah, I think it was really debilitating and like crippling. So having to deal with the physical pain and then having the mental, um, you know, all the mental scary stuff that comes along with it was really hard for me. Um, especially because I'd never dealt with that before in my life. Yeah. And so with this new, you know, new set of health issues and anxiety, like what were some coping mechanisms that yeah. like, helped you just like relieve any stress yeah. and just in hopes to like not trigger any more like facial yeah. <laughs> issues totally. or just yeah any or kind like, of other health issues. like health yeah. issues yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah I mean honestly it's like I had to put on a brave face for myself like every day really and just like give myself a lot of pep talks and like tell myself I'm doing great and you know all the things you do I think to keep sane and to I just couldn't afford to like you know dwell and let myself go down this like mental spiral, you know, because I knew that ultimately it was Mm -hmm. just going to be the worst thing that I can do for myself. Well, and that's so great too. And I feel like so many people are so easily caught up in like this downward spiral of negative thoughts. Yeah. And it's so hard to like stop or even cut it off or even not even go down that road. So I think that's really amazing that you were able to just be like, nope, I'm going to give myself pep talks. And ultimately, like what you were going through is like super lonely because like you can't really communicate with someone. Like you could, you know, talk about it with your friends, but they don't physically know what you're going through. Yeah. It's hard to find like um, commonality and something like that. Absolutely. I think you really like hit the nail on the head with that one is that was something else I wanted to bring up is just how extremely isolating it is, um, going through, you know, really, really traumatizing like health stuff. Um, because you are in it alone. You know, I was so grateful at the time. I, I had been dating my now husband um, for not even a year, man. So it's like, that's a, that was a big, like, you know, it was imagine like having this very new relationship and all of a sudden all this crazy stuff happens mm-hmm. to this person. And you're like, you know, yeah, you're emotionally invested, but the reality is like he could have dipped out at any time and been like, this is a lot and I can't deal with it right now. And I'm so grateful that like, I had Mm -hmm. such a a beautiful, strong, loving, caring person that stood by my side. But even so, even so, like the reality is that you are, it's extremely isolating and nobody knows what you're going through. Like the pain, the mental stress, uh, you know, yeah, the physical stuff, like it's just, it's, you, you, you can't, it's not something that's extremely relatable unless for some reason you have been through that, you know? So it was, it was really isolating and that on its own was really, really hard. But like I said, I think the main thing, um, I, I'm the only one that got myself through that, 
you know? Um, and I, and it, and it was yeah. really difficult, but yeah, I think it was just tr- remembering that this was just a moment in time and that like, it, it, it's going to pass whether it completely passes or not. It's not, it's not going to stay exactly the same. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. you know, knowing yeah. that, like we are mentally strong enough yeah. You know, we can't like let our minds control our bodies, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. that's basically, that's how I dealt with it. Um, Did you like see a light at the end of the tunnel at all? Like, um, yeah, I think that like some point, I think at mm-hmm. some point I did, but um, definitely not in the beginning. Um, even though, you know, the second round, once I had the Bell's palsy, like, even though I already knew I had this really great team of doctors, it was still like, I knew inside of me that there was something bigger. It was bigger than just, um, the obvious things like you have Bell's palsy. You had this thing called Lucy Hunter syndrome. It was like, no, there's something else here that's seriously wrong. And I need to get to the bottom of it because no one else is going to help me. That, that was it. It was like, like I said, it's like with Western doctors, there's a limited amount of information, um, you know, specifically with these two things that I was dealing with as far as, you know, what leads a person to um, get to the point where they're young and having something like Bell's palsy, you know, uh, there's only a limited amount of information on it. So yeah, I just, I knew that there was a, I had a lot of work ahead of me. And I think that kind of was like my light at the end of the tunnel is like, my life is going to change now. My life will never be the same because of this, but that's okay. Uh, like I have a lot of, you know, not just soul searching, but like actual research and stuff to do to, to get to the bottom of it. Cause I want to ultimately, mm-hmm. I want to be a healthier version of myself so that I can do everything in my power. And I know that, you know, it's like the, our immune systems and everything are, it's such a, there's, there's such complex things, you know, which is why there's so many, there aren't as many answers um, as we'd like there to be pertaining to our health and stuff and diseases and all this stuff. But um yeah, I think that was kind of like my light at the end of the tunnel was like knowing that like my life was going to change for the better, I think. Um, and it was up to me to to really figure it all out for myself. Okay, so now we're like, Bell's palsy, you're still trying to figure out what you have. The doctors are like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> how long is that period until you get your answer? That okay, so that period I think was all in the whole thing as far as like months and stuff I think I went through all this in the span of like one year um and then after once I got the Bell's palsy that was like about a month or so until because the thing is with Bell's palsy is like they don't really know how badly you're you're gonna you're gonna be affected um by it as far as like the aftermath and what that physically looks like so you know, the first thing they tell you is like, there's a chance that you might have paralysis. Like, and I mean, can you imagine like, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I got it in my face. I didn't get it. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's so scary and thinking mm-hmm. like I might be paralyzed when I come out of this and no one can tell me whether or not like what exactly mm-hmm. I'm going to look like or any of that stuff, you know? Um, so I waited, it was about a month till I think maybe even longer. It was so long ago now, I don't really remember, but I want to say um, taking like all of the um, 
medication and everything, the steroids was definitely about a month, maybe longer, maybe about two months at most. Um, until my face, I started getting all of my like motor, like my functions back. Um, and I'm lucky enough not to have be left with, you know, um, a, a lot of paralysis where, you know, it's like someone like you, the one I pointed out, it's like, yeah, maybe you'll notice a little bit, but for the most part, like my, my functions are completely back, you know, and I don't have, I'm not permanently paralyzed. So I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, yeah. So that was probably, I want to say all of this happened like in the span of a year, maybe a year and a couple months, um, until I was completely better. Yeah. Then came like the even more daunting part of it is so during that time, I know I mentioned like the neuro ophthalmologist throughout that he thought that I had an autoimmune disease, specifically lupus. So, so while I'm like dealing with all this stuff, they're also telling me that they want me to start getting all these tests done. I had to get a spinal tap, like which was insane. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so crazy. Um, after I got the spinal tap, this thing happened that I guess is like pretty common. Um, after you have it, because it, what what it does, it's basically like when you get a spinal tap, it's kind of like drawing sap from like a maple tree is the only way I can really describe it. So once they draw mm-hmm. all those fluids, it like throws the equilibrium off in your body. So a lot of times what happens when people get spinal taps done is that um, – you get this weird thing where you can't stand up um, because when you stand up, you get this like you it's crazy, this uh, overwhelming like pain in your head that essentially feels like a like an instant migraine, but only when you're standing up. So you have to lay flat for a week. Like you have to be laying what? flat at all times. Yes. Like on your stomach. Like oh it God. was the worst. Can you imagine this poor new boyfriend? Did you crawl to the basin? No, I'd, every time I stood up, I just basically had a migraine for like the amount of times that I was standing up. The amount of, yeah, like, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it was. If I had to cook for his mom's like, yeah, you really picked the winner. It's like, how's your, how's your new girlfriend? <laughs> Uh, she's a little broken. She's broken, but I think we're going to get through it. Yeah. So that was really scary and not fun. So, so during all that time, I mean, like after, or I think it was like right after the, I don't really remember. It was like maybe when the Bell's palsy was getting better, but anyway, I'm still dealing with it and I was having to get all these tests. So then came like the whole lupus thing where, um, yeah, they, they, you know, thought I had lupus. Um, and then came with me like having to, you know, deal with all of that stuff. So, um, yeah. So basically this other doctor that I went to found lupus, um, in 14 different areas of my body, um, which was super scary as well. Can you explain lupus? Yeah. It's an autoimmune disease, um, where it can affect you in a lot of different ways. So some people get affected, um, like me, where all of your body kind of just breaks down and stops working. Um, and allows your, your immune systems kind of so shot that it, you know, other things can happen along the way. Like how I had all those, the two other things, the Toulouse and then I had Bell's palsy. Um, 
But people, it affects people in different ways. It just depends. Um, some people get affected in in the sense of like um, they have these ongoing kind of like um, it's all like it, b- body stuff where they're they have flare ups of of um, you know like uh, patches of of skin stuff. Um, that happens and it's inflammation basically in the skin. Mm-hmm. All of it is inflammation, but it, 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 the inflammation then um, acts, mm-hmm. it acts out in different ways depending on your body. So for me, it was like these kind of, okay. these, these things that kept on happening. So anyway, um, I, you know, I decided mm-hmm. to see this non-Western doctor for this, who's actually a scientist uh, and a doctor. Um, and uh, yeah, we addressed it in a totally wow. different way. And I mean, it changed my life. It, it was it was incredible. Like the first time I saw him, um, you know, he knew right away, he saw that I had the lupus in 14 different areas of my body. And this was like before he even knew anything about like my condition. Like I didn't tell him I had an autoimmune disease. So that was really incredible. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so then, you know, like I said, I knew that there was something, it was a, it was a bigger picture. Like when I was going through all the other stuff, I knew like there's something else. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be, I'm not just going to take these steroids and have a quick fix. Like I know that like, this is going to be an ongoing challenge. So mm-hmm. my life really changed um, after that. You know, I've always been, uh, you know, not an excessive drinker, but like, you know, I've, I, yeah, I, I, you know, like to party and have a good time every once in a while. And, and, and yeah, maybe sometimes drink too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, staying up late, not nurturing my body in the best ways. I, I think I always had a good diet, but you know, definitely not eating the best that I could eat. Um, not taking care of myself enough, not definitely not resting enough. I was constantly burnt out and exhausted mm-hmm. and mentally exhausted, like all of those things constantly just running on fumes. And I just keep on going. And I think that that is a big part mm-hmm. of like our society in general, and especially in young, you know, the youth that was like, Absolutely. you know, career driven, doing this, doing that, like uh, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's where a big part of the problem um, kind of was. And I knew that like, I was going to have to change my life was going to have to change drastically, like no more drinking, like really, I think I stopped drinking for um, definitely when I was going through all that for for months, like I just completely stopped drinking, Um, you know, because also there was a lot of still inflammation in my Mm -hmm. body and I had to address a lot of issues and a lot of the diets and stuff that the doctor put me on, um, all of them were every time I go on any kind of diet with him, it's definitely no, no sugar um, of any sort. Um, and it is very tailored. So it was difficult. It was difficult, you know, because a lot of the diets were like so strict and this is specifically to me and what was going on in my body. So it was like, you know, even vegetables and stuff, certain vegetables I couldn't eat. So it was really like a drastic change in lifestyle. Um, you know, where I couldn't go out and have dinner. Yeah. Like you definitely are such like a social person who loves to like have drinks and loves their food so like that had been such like a shift in lifestyle and you almost again feel isolated from your friends because you're like well I'm not gonna go out and put myself out there in situations where I'm gonna almost feel tempted to like drink and eat because I like maybe 
I'll be able to like cheat on my diet, like just this once, but doing that will just like, you know, you'll go two steps backwards when you're trying to like move forward and heal yourself. So that also probably was another um, added stress. <laughs> yeah, an, an added, added stress. stress. I was going to say like stress. a sting to the to the already with salt to the wound yeah, like that was- has already been open for so long yeah it was really it was extremely hard and um yeah Yeah. it's like totally you nailed it like it I am all those things like I am super social um I am you know and and I think the way a lot of like our generation a lot of the socializing we do um is like you know staying up late going out to bars going out to dinners like that's basically all you know, I do if it's like, you know, nighttime related, it's like dinner's galore, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's my outlet. Like I, I enjoy mm-hmm. food so much. Like I did it for a living. Like it was a huge part of my life and not being able to enjoy all those things that I have my entire life, like uh, was really difficult and extremely isolating again. So it's like, you know, sure I'm past, mm-hmm. you know, the major health scares as far as you know those things are done now but it's more of like the dramatic life change that's ahead of me um that was even to be honest like equally as difficult you know having to adjust to all those life changes Mm -hmm. um yeah and all of that of course brought anxiety and stuff and and stress as well well I wanted to ask like so after getting the answers that you had been searching for for so long like did your new anxiety subside or has it just like a residual like lingering effect because yeah. of everything that happened and you are almost like what if now like I totally guess, like something else could happen yeah no that that's a that is a really good question I think that um yeah it definitely affected me and to be honest with you it's almost like um I have a bit of PTSD from all of that um so Mm -hmm. anytime now when I've had health related scares like I instantly go back in my head to that place of trauma and Mm -hmm. I have to pull myself out of it um because all of that was so scary and stressful. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's just, it is, it's just PTSD. And my, my brain naturally goes back to that place of like uncertainty and not knowing and not having the answers. And what if this is happening again or any, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that has been difficult. Um, because when I do get sick I you know I feel like my life has changed so much that I'm lucky enough where the only things that I health issues that I've had have been you know all this I'm just dealing with like a bunch of sinus stuff last year um but even that kind of stuff like having the these kinds of like sinus pressure pains instantly like I start freaking Mm -hmm. out and I'm like oh my god my my I go back to the trauma of like having the I think the Toulouse hunt thing, you know, naturally. So that's been mm-hmm. interesting to have to navigate and just be like, you're okay. You've been through the hardest things like physically, like whatever this is, you will figure it out and you will be okay. You know? So I think that's been hard on its own and in itself. But um, yeah, I think it kind of like always stays with you to a certain extent when you go through things like that, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like so easy to think like, oh, no, I have this sinus pressure in my eye. Is this 
happening to me. Yeah, totally. No, no. Or like, is it something bigger? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's been really interesting because especially like I said, like I felt like before that I never really dealt with anything ment- mentally as far as like, you know, actual anxiety. Um, so yeah, I think unfortunately mm-hmm. it has, it really has affected me to the point where like I am really traumatized when, you know, other health stuff comes up. Um, a part of me always naturally gravitates towards like the worst where I'm like, is it, is it, what is it now? Like what, what is this and how, how is it going to affect me? And is it, am I going to spiral again into this, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think again, it's just like talking to yourself, like reminding yourself that you're strong and that your mm-hmm. body's strong. Strong, and no matter what it is, like everything is going to be okay. No matter what happens, you know what I mean? Even if it's not okay, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. Um, no, I really love that. And I, I truly believe that. Um, I would love if you shared with us like some of the ways you, I mean, minus like you stopped drinking and eating at these types of foods that caused inflammations, but what were your healthy habits that you implemented into your life and that are still in your life now? Yeah. So uh, like I mentioned before, my husband and I um, have a superfood mushroom company called Tea Lixer and we're Australian based. um, But, you know, we are part of the team. We work here, you know, from in LA. Um, And uh, so I think that, the adaptogens have definitely made a major, major change in my life. Um, and this isn't just like a plug of me trying to like <laughs> plug my own, you know, company into this. Uh, yeah, no, they really have made a huge, you know, difference in my life. And I'm sure anybody that's like into um, Eastern medicine or alternative medicine has heard of these things like reishi, shaga mushroom, lion's mane, cordyceps. I mean, there's just so many. Um, and that was actually one of the first things when I started seeing this other, the scientist doctor, um, that was one of the things that he wanted me to start incorporating into my everyday routine is taking these mushrooms um, that really, really help with so many autoimmune diseases specifically um, and just diseases in general. I mean, anything from like cancer to, um, you know, just immune system building stuff. Um, So that is something that I've incorporated into my life and I don't go a day without taking any kind of adaptogens or mushrooms. And I know, I know 100% that my body couldn't have done the turnaround that it did um, without the help of um, all the adaptogens. And if, okay, so I know you say you don't go a day without adaptogens, but have you gone a day and noticed like a significant change in your body, just like missing one day? Let's say like you were on like vacation you know, and you like forget to bring something. Definitely, definitely. I think that for sure, like I know I say I don't go a day, but I probably have gone a day like specifically on vacation. Um, and yeah, when you went high, yeah. I think that's the thing with adaptogens is a lot of the times people are so, especially in Western medicine, are so used to these quick fixes with, um, with Western medicine that they kind of have the same mm-hmm. expectation expectations with, um, uh, you know, things that are, 
are natural or holistic or, you know, whatever, homeopathic. Um, so yeah, with the adaptogens, um, it is, it's something that needs to build in your body. Um, it's not an instant fix. Um, but when you really feel the difference is like when you stop taking them, that's the crazy thing. Like I've had so many people in my life that like take them consistently. And then when they don't take them, even things with like, let's say lion's mane, for example, that, you know, really helps, um, with, um, you know, boost like brain function and memory and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like especially older people like my mom and I've had some of my friends' moms say that when they don't take like their lion's mane, they can definitely feel the difference. Like you're, you know, just like a little more forgetful that day or you feel a little like not as clear, a little foggier, like things like that. Um, so definitely, yeah, yes, you can feel the difference when you don't take, um, you know, these types of like supplements and stuff which one's your favorite oh that's like asking me what my favorite movie is babe i don't have a favorite (laughs) but i'm asking you i'm asking no is it like i guess it's like you kind of have to like cater to like how you're feeling totally almost right absolutely yeah you're gonna say it's it's very it's like a very personal thing but um i would say in general i think like the ones that I really can't go without are like Shaga and Reishi. Reishi in particular is really good for anxiety and stress and people that deal with depression and stuff yeah, like that. Same. Yeah. Um, but in general, it's just such like a powerhouse for your immune system. Um, and Shaga, same thing. Like they're kind of like, you know, both of them, like the king and queen, I would say, of like adaptogens and medicinal mushrooms. Um, you know, Shaga is so important for gut health. Like, um, you know, any kind of digestion, gut issues, uh, and everything I truly believe starts with the gut. So any other kind of like health issues you may have, it's like Mm -hmm. you have to address the gut before you start working on other things. You know what I mean? So I would say really reishi and shaga are like, yeah, two of my absolute favorites. That makes me so happy. And that this is like your career path now, like you're able to work with medicines that are healing you and they're just in your everyday life which is it's it's like a nice like full circle like who thought like I know you started off as like a makeup artist <laughs> like stylist like dude food yeah. assistant now you're here <laughs> I know I know the queen of reinvention but yeah definitely I love it's it. like it is. It's phenomenal. Like, and I also think, you know, when I think back and all of the different things that I've done in my life, I'm like, all of those things, because I definitely have had points in my, especially in my in my 20s, you know, where I never have been one of these people that naturally like gravitated towards one thing and was like, I'm really good at just this mm-hmm. one thing. I'm like, I just feel like one of those people, especially when I was younger, not so much now, but like, you know, jack of all trades, like type of person. Um, but now I really realized that like, all those things, though, brought me to where I am today. And like, I wouldn't be doing all those things, including like mm-hmm. my, you know, all of the health things that I went through, like, I wouldn't be where I am today without all of those things, you know, and, and all of those like professions and stuff, everything that mm-hmm. I cultivated, it's like, helps me do my job now, you know, now I'm the creative director of our company. And it's like, all of those things, um, 
you know, I, I can apply them to what I do now, the food I do all of, you know, our recipe content yeah. and stuff like that. And, and yeah, like, I'm just, I'm so grateful for, for all of the ups and downs in my life, you know, that have led me to where I am today. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, <laughs> well, I think this has been such a lovely chat. But before I let you go, do you want to tell our listeners where they could find Tlixer and plug in I know you weren't trying to do a plug, but I think it's important <laughs> totally. for people to check you guys out. Yeah, thanks, babe. Um, yes, so you can check us out at tlixir.com. It's T-E-E-L-I-X-I-R.com. Um, like I said, we're an Australian-based company, um, but we ship worldwide. So check us out. I think you guys will like us. I hope you guys will like us. Um, and yeah yeah and the packaging is very very cute and you'll see Shanice's hands in some of the the photos yes another talent i have is hand model yes your tiny petite hands um and then one more question before i let you go yeah and we always ask our guests what would you tell your younger self oh that's such a good question um i would say trust your intuition be patient. Don't be self-destructive. And I'm so proud of the woman you become. I love you. Keep going. You're doing great. Oh my God. I love that so much. I think that's so great. I think a lot of people forget to like root for themselves and like tell themselves that they like love themselves. So I think that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This has been such a lovely Saturday afternoon with you and I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love talking with you and I love you. I hope you have a great day. I love you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye babe. 